Okay, this one I'm obsessed with. Kohler Smart Toilets. They combine sculptural design with intuitive technology to deliver the best toilet ever. You can personalize every element from the integrated warm water cleansing to the heated seat and warm air dryer. Their touchless lid, seat, and flush deliver total convenience. And get this, you can create your ideal environment using only your voice with Numi 2.0, Kohler's most advanced smart toilet yet. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's guide to good financial planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash good plan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. After doing that show for a few months, you just learn to laugh at things a little bit more, things that might have like broken you in the past. You just really look them in the eye and laugh. It's the only it's the only thing you can do. And honestly, Cal, I don't know that I would have done that with certain things in life had I not lived it there. Yeah, exactly. Somebody gonna cue me or do I cue myself? Cue yourself. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are here with another episode of Let's Talk Off Camera. So let's get talking. Okay. Now listen to this. Listen to this. We have a newcomer on the scene. Mm-hmm. I hear big things. Okay. It's promising. Our guest today is going to dazzle us. He's a very requested guest on this here humble podcast. Highly requested. Highly, highly. I mean, behind Madonna, who was our first most requested guest, and my daughter, Lola. This, he's this number three. Number, this, he's number three. He's number three. He's number three. But before we get to him, I just want to say one thing. Congratulations to Jan Chalet, or yes. as we call her at work, Captain Underpants. <laughs> Setting. We do? We did? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not, uh, no, I'm not okay. here yet. No, Sorry. you can come in, Ryan, because okay. Jan I'm wait, Chalet, I'm waiting. I'm she watching. set a Guinness World Record for, are you ready? The most underpants put on in one minute by a pair of two people. Now, if you had told me that Jan <laughs> broke the record for taking off the most underpants... <laughs> In under a minute? Because I don't know if you know this, Ryan. Jan was very slutty in college. I was in a round. And Jan, I thought you also did the sweater record. We only broke that record because you two were not doing well breaking it. So we were showing you how it was done. And we broke it. So we thought, wow, that was easy. (laughs) In our defense, Ryan and I are not used to dressing ourselves. So, you know, you're asking two people... You're asking crawlers to run a sprint a marathon, basically, and we crawl. Yeah, and and Ryan wasn't used to those, like, touching those kinds of sweaters. You saw what happened. <laughs> Mark also, Mark, Mark's body collapsed when you asked him to wear synthetic. He was... He, he all, still has a rash. He still has a rash. His body is covered in a rash. Anyway, it was, it was fun. It was all good fun. The most well, congratulations. Thank un- you. The most Thank underpants you. put on. 
How many pairs did you get? We got 22. 22, but you really put on 27, I feel 25. Like. 25. Yeah. But why did uh, uh, Michael Emprick take away a couple? Because some of the waistbands weren't pulled up properly, and I think Michael was just trying to give us a hard time. Michael Emprick is the judge, the official Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records judge, just for you listening. <laughs> Thank you. Just so you know. Pipe down, Ryan. I'm just we'll here for you. context. <laughs> We're not asking you to do the color commentary. Filling in the holes. Okay. <laughs> This, it's very difficult to sit here quietly. I know. I can't wait. I, should we bring him in? Yeah. I am enjoying I mean, I'm watching. I, what, wasting his time is really, like, He's not used to his time me. being wasted. He's, like, he's just sitting there. He's got a gym appointment <laughs> yeah, to get to. in the window today? He's got, he's got olives to milk. He like, does not have time for this bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this prepared statement, even though I don't, oh. I didn't think that Jan needed to write a statement, but I'm going to read it. Our next guest needs no introduction, damn it. I was lucky enough to work for him. For him. For him. For him. Yes. I was lucky enough to work for him for six years as his cultural attache and his executive assistant. And I was even more lucky to call him my friend. Was. Apparently we are. Yeah, no what's with the past tense? Yes. I yes. didn't write that. She's no, reading I'm it. Just reading, I'm just misreading it. I took my glasses off because I wanted to look cute. Oh. Um, <clears throat> we've been friends for how long? My God. I think over two decades. Yeah, well over two decades. Yeah. Let's just bring him in, the hardest working man in show business, Ryan Seacrest. It was uh, so nice to have you as an assistant, Kelly, for all those six years. You're welcome. I mean, You're that's welcome. how I looked at it. I liked, I thought of you, I was more of your, I think I was your medical attache at some point. I. You know what? I was thinking about this actually knowing that we were going to talk. I remember when I first moved to New York, you gave me the, the book of menus and takeout food and restaurants like of the neighborhood. And you also gave me a list of doctors and said that you've you vetted them all. Mm -hmm. You've got them all on speed dial. And at that point in my young life, I thought, well, I don't need that. But okay, sure. I thought, a little strange that you were giving me a list of doctors. Now, as I approach 49, I'm using that list of doctors. And thank you. If I haven't thanked you before, thank you. You are you are most welcome. And let's just congratulate you for not needing doctors until you turn 49. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. I mean, you've got some real niche ones, though. So, Oh, I've got a doctor for Yeah, you've got niche. I yeah, mean, you've got, you've got subcategories. When people, people text me and they say, do you have a good dermatologist? I say, what specifically do you want to treat? <laughs> What's the thing you send me pictures of? Fraxel? Fraxel, yes. Oh, it's my okay. favorite. It's my favorite non-invasive thing. I have lived through images of your procedures mm -hmm. over the last over two decades. Actually, it got to be a little bit more frequent when we were working together. But I've well, that's I've when I really see... started needing all the surgeries and shit. So, <laughs> well, I guess I guess as time went by, the frequency increased. But I got to, I really got to see it all go down. Yeah, I and mean, that's the relationship that we had and have. I know. I, well, I haven't had. The, here's the thing: since I've stopped working with you, I haven't had a single cosmetic procedure. So there's. Been <laughs> oh, I don't know what that says. <laughs> no. I think I think you know what it is. You you should only work with people your own age. Anybody <laughs> four years younger than you or younger than that, you know. Suddenly, I look like the crypt keeper. Now with Mark there, mm. I look age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> a good rule. A good rule of thumb. So okay. So explain to me now. 
what it was like for you to actually have time off and concentrated time off. You know, for the first time, I had the opportunity to have a little flexibility over the summer vacation. I'd never had, we've always had, with my schedule, your schedule, together, or before we worked together, we've always had very finite amounts of time to rush a break and then get back to work. This time, I had the flexibility, and it was great. Now, I thought at one point, Kelly, I'm just going to tell you, I thought at one point I was going to get bored. I never did. I could vacation for the rest of my life. And I think when you do this at some point, you will be exactly like me. Mm -hmm. You will feel the same way. I always say this, and you'll remember, I said it to Mark, um, and you'll know that I've said it to you like six years in a row where I said, the first day back at work is like we've never, ever worked in show business before. Yeah. Yeah. Cameras fall over. The sound doesn't happen. People aren't queuing the guests to come on. We're sitting there unsure of how to speak in public. And it mm-hmm. is like, it's alarming when you just he, even have a short break. And and mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think people realize like our show live shoots much more than all the other entertainment talk programs. And you told me that coming in. Yeah. We joke that I didn't know that when yes, I started. Right. But you called me and I remember I was sitting at my desk in my house at, it was like 11.02 my time. And you were in between school things. And you said, I'm just going to tell you. All right. This is the way it is. Just know what you're getting into because it's not like other shows. And it's not for the it's like, you know, the pros and the cons. Right. There's a lot of shows to do, but there's no other show that feels like live with the family of people. There really isn't. Do you miss it? Do you miss like the I mean, beyond you can be totally honest. (laughs) Do you know, I always say the hour we're on the air is the best. It is so much fun. It's electric. It's magical. It's so uh, spontaneous. I, I didn't believe I had heard about. You know, the stories, Kelly, before I got there that, you know, you and whomever you are with, you don't speak beforehand. You go out and you just do it and it comes together. And that's terrifying to think about if you've never done that before. And I was terrified about that because I had never done it before on the radio. Sure. But it's different when you're on television and it's nine o'clock and it's go time. And it's true we would quickly say hi and grab each other's hands and go, what about you and Mark? Do you do the same now? Yeah, it's exactly the same. You and I, I think, had the most conversations of any co-host I've ever had backstage. Um, yeah, and yeah. as much as they tried to like keep, keep us separate, keep us apart. Saying, I kept saying, "Don't guess what? Ryan and I are friends. We have a relationship. And we can actually recreate this moment on camera on air and it's fine <laughs> it's one of those ludicrous things where they feel like and i think it it goes back to and i don't know if you listen to the episode where i interviewed gelman it's my favorite it's, episode yes. where he tells us the the listener he says there are no new ideas in tv yes. <laughs> it was brilliant it, it, it was brilliant because he's constantly telling us all the new ideas he's come up with. It's right. like shocking. For the new season, right. guess what? There's a new mug. Right. So, <laughs> there's a new mug. Yeah, there's a new mug. Um, a new but mug. I, I told every staff member, I go, okay, you should all listen to this yeah. because that's just the way it was always done. That's the mm-hmm. way they always did it. So the fact that you and I would communicate off camera or behind the scenes or before the Panic. show or Panic. after the show or we would see each other out of work sent everyone into a tailspin. Like, don't you agree? Yeah, I do. And and Jan, I mean, I don't know if you agree or not because you were part of – I don't know if you were part of the panic, but there was some definitely 
some panic about, hey, don't ruin the gold before the two of you get out there. I would always say save it for the show. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. Mm-hmm. Well, we can, as Kelly said, we are capable of recreating <laughs> that moment again. It's not that difficult, right? What'd you do? I did this. Great. We can recreate that. Right. It's the it's some of the language we use probably before the show that that's right. That we, capable that we of that, but, not capable of putting on sweaters, but capable. Oh, of- oh, wow. uh, excuse us. We're we're trained <laughs> broadcasters. We're trained not broadcasters. Dressers. We don't dress ourselves. Not wardrobe specialists. <laughs> yeah. okay. You guys you guys help us get dressed because you're pushing us around. Okay. Enough about yeah. live because that is in your rear view mirror. You said your goodbyes. Did it. You've forgotten. I mean, just when you came back a couple of weeks ago, you came back to the show and I saw you looking at everyone with a faint familiarity, like <laughs> like a person yeah. with amnesia. You were like, oh, hello. Like, who, uh, who is that holding yeah, the is, date cards? Yeah, that's... Is that, sh- it's uh, it's Schulweiss. Sh- 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 yes. Sh- yes, yeah. yes. Um, anyway, uh, so moving on, I suspected when we heard... Pat Sajak was stepping down from Wheel of Fortune. I was like, that is a Ryan Seacrest jam if ever there was one. There is only one person that can do that job who isn't Pat Sajak, and that is Ryan Seacrest. Because when you think about like, there's like Merv Griffin, right? There's Pat Sajak. There's Alex Trebek. There's... Dinosaur. There's like a handful of like the greats. And if you put them in a blender, you blended them all together. <laughs> Who do we get? We get young Seacrest, right? Get and green I- smoothie. <laughs> well, do you remember? So first of all, I still can't believe I'm going to be able to take over for the legend that is Pat and work with Vanna. And work with Vanna, which makes me and so happy. work Vanna White. Like the two of us are going to walk out on that stage and say, let's go. I, I makes me so happy too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, she's such uh, a part of our lives, isn't she? I mean, you think about Americana and you think about comfort and you think about these franchises. She's such she's, a staple for all she of us. She is. And thank you for acknowledging that because I think that that gets lost in the shuffle that like what she does, you know, you know it better than anyone. When you make something look easy, people think it's easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so people just think that she just walks around touching things and it's easy. There's a whole thing that goes on behind the scenes. And I was so glad to see that she was going to stick around with you because I think also Pat Sajak is one of the kindest people in broadcast. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like, if they didn't hire you, who would they hire? And what if they hired somebody that wasn't kind, like you are, Mm -hmm. like he is? But you know, you talk about Merv Griffin, and I remember, Kelly, you know some of the stories, but I remember when I worked for him, and he owned the Beverly Hilton Hotel, Mm. and every day they would set out a lunch buffet, a lunch bar, sliced meats, and I'm telling you, artichoke carts that were marinated in this olive oil, Uh And and there was a big bowl of olives. Anyway, it was all you could eat. And, and I was a young kid, and I was working for him. And every now and then, he'd say, "Come over to Griff's, yeah, for the buffet." No, but do it as his. Do it as Merv. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Come over to ah oh, Ryan. That's potpourri. <laughs> that's, that, those aren't mixed nuts. That's the potpourri. I can't do it. I, but you can in, in my it. head, it sounds perfect. So anyway, I would go over to Griff's at the Beverly Hilton Hotel when I was uh, just starting out hosting kids' game shows. 
and I would meet with him and I'd get the free lunch, which I loved, right? So I was eating I was eating more sliced meats at the time. But seriously, to the point of Wheel of Fortune, I remember vividly sitting around the table outside on the patio by the pool at the Beverly Hill Hotel where he told me how and when he created Wheel of Fortune. And it was off of this simple game we played in school, Hangman. Ah. And he just he just, you know, built the wheel, added the wedges. And thought, what's better than giving away cash to people every single night? And that's the simplicity of what Wheel of Fortune is. Amazing. That's an amazing story. And as an aside, a lot of our listeners don't know that Ryan has since purchased the Beverly Hills Hotel and turned it into his own private home. Isn't that <laughs> confirm or deny? It's, it's, it's not true. If you've heard that, it's not true. Oh. Um, it's Maybe I did. And I start I, that rumor. I think you started oh, okay. that rumor. You know me. It's but like as long as I say things enough, because I learned this if from you, Ryan. I, Ryan, I learned this from Regis that if you say things enough, it doesn't matter if it's not true; doesn't. it becomes true. Like hence right. your butler. Um, um, what's Alfred. his name? Alfred. Alfred, Alfred the butler. Honestly, so Kelly starts the thing on live that I have this guy that lives with me, a butler named Alfred, who comes up from the, you know, the subterranean, the subterranean levels of the earth. From your cave where you live. Right. Alfred but wanted because, me to tell you that he's pissed that you moved Aubrey in and fired him. Alfred is feeling <laughs> it. Alfred, Alfred is, is, he, is he sensitive? He's very sensitive. So Alfred's this fictional character, but it became so funny. It was one of those things, Kelly, that when we were hosting the show together, you know how there were just those buttons that could make us laugh yes. even like just they're really laugh all I, like all lose I it laugh have to say to you is alfred <laughs> the second you the second you even opened your mouth for the a of alfred i lost it i would lose it i could see it i could feel it coming i could see it coming and you would like shake your your knees under the table like you know like this and i I knew it was well, coming. I'm like a, so I feel like I'm at one point your older sister slash your m mom. But at the same time, I'm also like a 12 year old boy. So like anytime I'm like, I'm going to pretend that Ryan has a butler named Alfred again. Right. And, right. And like, but, but it's the body. It's yeah. the body vibration. I can feel under that desk that it's coming. <laughs> and it made me laugh and lose it so many times. It's priceless. So now Tanya, your co-host on the radio just got mm -hmm. engaged. Congratulations. She yes. did. Yes. Tanya Rad. Congratulations, Tanya and Robbie. Yep. Now, do you have to pay for the wedding? <laughs> so I don't think that that's part of the role as, mm -hmm. as host of the radio mm -hmm. show. Um, but they did say to me, Kelly, I got a text and they said, we, Robbie and I would like to talk to you in person and ask you a question. Oh. And I don't know what the question <laughs> is, but I have, I guess it has to do with the wedding. I so maybe they're going to ask what, you to perform the ceremony. So what would that? So now, you, you know, I've never had a wedding. You have to register at the Universal Life um, Ministries to officiate. You're, yes, I've officiated weddings. I'm an. So are you ordained? I'm ordained. What, what are yes. you? You ordained. Yes. It's basically right. paperwork. So there's not a test. It, there's not a test. There's paperwork. <laughs> so so if Vanna needs a personal day, Vanna has a sick day. Will you bring Connie Seacrest in to to flip the letters? So if she has to take a day, would mom come in? Mm -hmm. You think? I yeah. See it. Connie Seacrest? Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I thought where you were going was, could you come <laughs> and no. do it? That's what I thought you were going to ask. No, you know. I thought you were going to, because I know how much you want to add mm -mm. to your play. You know. So I thought. You know how bad I am at spelling. I mean, I, the only person worse at, no, at spelling it's me. is you. It's the great irony. No, I'm glad you pointed that out to me because I have been saying to people after you said that, wow, Kelly reminded me how I am. It's I have gotten to be such a bad speller, and my phone has made it worse. Mm -hmm. 
So it's going to be the biggest test will be for me to try and spell the puzzles correctly. Well, you'll be fine because I'm sure they give you the answers. I hope so. If they <laughs> if they haven't in the past, we need a new program. Yeah. We need a new routine. I mean, I just feel like they need to know what your strengths are versus because people don't right. people don't think that you have right. any weaknesses. But I know that spelling, spelling. is a weakness. Yeah. I too have the spelling. same weakness. That's why I'm saying like the thought like when I watch Vanna touch the letters. Even when they light up, I know I would not be able to do that because it would not, it just doesn't compute to me. Even when all of the puzzle is spelled out, Solved. I still don't yeah, know what it says. Still. I, I need right, a minute. Right. I need a beat. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you don't want to, you, you wouldn't want to do that. No, no. If there were a personal. No, no, no. Okay. No. But I would love to come and watch you uh, film it. Spell. I, Spell. I just want to be in the audience one day. Like that would be fun. There is an audience, right? Yeah, there is an audience. And how there. many days a week do you shoot this? Because I always heard so, that you I, shoot the whole season in 10 days. It's not that. It's 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 tens of days. But there are multiple shows in a shoot day. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the way that they've done it in the past is they'll shoot maybe six shows in a day, mm. uh, several several times in the month. Mm -hmm. But it's... We haven't determined how we're going to do it yet. It's great, though. I think it's I think it's going to be a divine schedule. Where will you shoot it? It'll be in Los Angeles. Ah, right. A hop back in my neighborhood. A hop, skip, and a jump from the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> from that, from that sliced meat buffet. When are you starting the new season of American Idol? Uh, we just started uh, a few days ago. Okay. We started auditioning contestants. We went to Leesburg, Georgia Kelly, where Luke Bryan is from. Oh. And we auditioned contestants in his high school. We're also going to Lionel Richie and Katy Perry's hometowns. So you're going to all their hometowns. Oh, all their hometowns. We're the hostess for a, a hometown dinner. And then we'll audition contestants. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about, I saw some of the contestants uh, the other day. And... It's it's always so interesting this part of the process because you know they they come back to Hollywood they're on their stage you've watched your mm -hmm. family's watched um, for years and and they're sort of slick right when they get to the stage they're dressed up they're they performed a lot they, they it works yeah. but at this stage we're just meeting them and it's so interesting to hear how people got into music or how it did something for them or how it was therapy for them or how you know their parents got them into it and their mom is standing there and they've been waiting for this moment their entire life there is something really exciting about that mm. for me mm. and every year you have a new batch of families that show up that bring their cousins and their aunts and their uncles to stand outside the door and hope that their their child or the person in their family gets that ticket i mean that really this stage is is cool for that reason and it's the one talent show you know there have been so many ripoffs of american idol across all the networks they all have their own version of american idol but mm -hmm. American Idol actually launches careers. Careers are launched and made, and people become um, s stars. They become actual stars with a real uh, career in music. You don't have to win either, right? That's the thing with Idol. Even if you don't, it doesn't Sometimes matter. Sometimes it's better I mean, it's if you don't win. Sometimes yeah, the not it, winning is really winning. The timing of the not winning. Uh -huh. Exactly. We've seen that with, with Adam Lambert, and we've seen that with all, all kinds of contestants. Hey, whatever happened to Dunkelman? Tired of boring workout gear? Check out Viore. 
Viore's versatile and comfy products are designed to look great in and outside of the gym. Whether you're running, training, or even just weekend lounging, the women's performance jogger is the softest jogger you'll ever own. Grab one of the new colors before they sell out. Jan and my assistant Lauren turned me on to these pants. They're cute and comfy and I get compliments on them every time I step out of the house. They become my go-to pants to put on when I'm working out, doing errands, or even just recording this here podcast. Albert, for you, there's the men's core short, the most comfy lined athletic short out there, and the men's Sunday performance jogger because I know you like to jog. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash off camera. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash off camera. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. happened to Dunkelman? Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but we did work together for the first season. Yeah, and then he like vanished. Or he came back. Actually, he came back. He came back and uh, was part of one of the finales. We had a, we had a good time. Uh, he came back and presented with me in, for one of the is finales. He still in the show business or in the show business? What am I? My father? I don't know. Mm. I don't know if he's in the show business. I don't know. I saw him a few years ago, but not since. No. Katy Perry sold her music library for $225 million. Did, I read did it. Did you confirm or deny? Did you, in fact, buy it? I did. <laughs> I did not buy it. <laughs> I did not. Let me, let me bust up that rumor now. That was not my purchase. I am not shopping for a music catalog. Um, um, but I did. I, I saw that and I thought, well, congratulations. Yeah. I've not talked to her about that, but she seems happy. Wait, wait, so wait, give me the dynamic backstage between the three judges. Now, do they keep you, because you're sort of the, uh, you're in charge, right? You're the guy. You are American Idol. There have been many varieties of judges. I've loved all of them. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I loved, you know, the original judges. I loved when they transitioned to other judges. I loved the Ellen DeGeneres year. And... I love these three judges. I think that Luke and Katie and uh, Lionel are probably my three favorites of all time. What is the dynamic? Are you like dad? Are they like three fighting children? No, the if there is no elder statesman or dad component to it. Um, I think that the three of them have now done it, I don't know, seven years. Mm-hmm. They really have... Um, they are they've embodied the show, right? They are they are the show and their personalities and their demeanor and the things that they want in terms of the contestants and the positive reinforcement they give, that is American Idol now. They've they've evolved it to be a different show, mm-hmm. and that's them. I mean, that's the force of them. And they do really, really like, get along, respect, hang out, make each other laugh. It's a fun set. I mean, we've all known shows that that it's more just business. You come, you do the show. There's interaction on camera and everybody moves on. Mm-hmm. This is not that show. This is a set where everybody does like the job, love the job, and does love doing it together. Mm. 
I, I like to think like that show also it's it's not that long of a season where it becomes unbearable to because I would think hosting a show um, and flying around the country and judging all of those contestants would grind you down if it was a longer season. Like I, I feel yeah, like it used probably. to be a much longer season. The original it was a longer season. It was the original was a longer season, and it was twice a week. I mean, we're twice a week for some of the right. season, but it was twice a week every single right. time. And we would go to twelve cities. Right. We were in a lot. Now it's fewer cities, and it's a, it's a bit of a shorter season, but it's a happy set, right? Yes. It's a happy. It set. It makes all the difference in the world. So, what about um, the Kardashians? What is your involvement in that show still? So now I don't do much of anything. Mm. You know, I talk to them every once in a while. The show, um, when we put it on E, was one phase of the series, and now it's gone over to Hulu, right. and it's in autopilot for me. Right. So, but they have to pay you a fortune. Am I right? No. Oh, come no, on. No. Well, the show makes a lot of money, but they also, when you break down and look at the different businesses that all of them have uh -huh. individually, collectively. Uh -huh. It's an incredible study of marketing and business. Uh -huh. it, 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 it really is. And you, um, you know, we, we've had them on before and you've met Chris and, and we've talked about this too. This is something that they all wanted to do. Yeah. They wanted to have the family on television. They wanted to be vulnerable on TV. They wanted the cameras Isn't around and they amazing? committed to Isn't it. Isn't that amazing? They surrendered to it and committed to it. It's something you and I could never, never. do. Never. Oh my God. Well, first of all. It's something... We could never do. First of all, I think uh, I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm also going to speak for both of us. I okay. think if you put cameras in our houses, it would be like watching paint dry. I mean, it'd like, be like a screensaver. Like screen right? It'd be like the, <laughs> it'd be like the screensaver oh, did, you see on did Apple. My did my TV freeze? Did it freeze? <laughs> yeah, because right. yeah. not a lot goes. Not a lot of excitement. Not a lot of excitement. There's not a lot of even like even when the kids are home. And it should be like our kids are not very dramatic. Not interesting at all. You making a green smoothie. Not interesting. Not interesting. Me telling you about me, it. Looking. Me at reading it. a book in the in the corner. Not interesting. I mean, no. literally, that's the big night, you know. And mm -hmm. then Gelman will say, mm -hmm. "What'd you guys do last night?" And I look at him and I go, "Nothing." What do you think we did? <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, he, we'll and, come up with something. We'll come up with something in the next five minutes. Don't, Don't worry. worry. Don't stress, Gelman. You know, can you tell our listeners, because here's what I found out. The listeners of our podcast don't necessarily watch the talk show. Isn't that funny? It's like a whole different- I wonder. It's a whole different really? group of people. Yeah. You should, well, you should try and leverage a moment here <laughs> to push one or two over I, to the talk show at the end. Well, I'm constantly. You should plug I'm the show. Constantly cross I'm, live with I'm Kelly and Mark weekdays. Check your local listing. I'm cross pollinating constantly, Ryan. Listen, if you would tell our audience this, I don't know if you will. So this is why I'm saying if you once told on our talk show a very funny story about being at Kris Jenner's house and clogging her toilet. And I was wondering if you would tell I mean, our podcast listeners with the same zeal and zest and I don't verve. think I can re recreate the same. Jan, you probably know it better. Um, I just, I was in the powder room. The toilet was, um, it was contemporary it was and it was a right? black, black, all black toilet. 
And, uh, you know, there are cameras in the house I was in. You don't, I mean, I, I know where, I think I know where they are. I don't think that they're in the bathroom, but it is put, in your they head. They wouldn't put them in the bathroom. No, they, would they wouldn't. That would be against every That law. would be crazy. But, right. Well, it is their private home, mm. but they are in some of the common areas. Anyway, so I, I was there and I, I, I rushed over and um, did what I needed to do and um, found that uh, the, the toilet paper was put where it needed to be put. And... I the the water level began to rise and I oh. I clogged the toilet, mm. but I I don't think it overflowed. It got up to the Very seat level. Seat level. I panicked. I sweat, and then it began to settle down. But I quickly got out. No, but you had to retrieve. You had to retrieve your. You wanted to retrieve what you put in there out of there. <laughs> well, I mean, Kelly, this is this is <laughs> this is only for TV. That's <laughs> only a TV. On, it's much. Okay. Yeah. There was a ladle right. involved. You may have. There was a ladle. It wasn't a ladle. It was the toilet. It was the toilet ring cleaner. The toilet ring cleaner. <laughs> I used. It was. He, a, it was a utensil that was convenient in the. He to- MacGyvered a ladle, wasn't a ladle out of the toilet. What do you cleaner? think? I had a ladle. I'm walking around with my Swiss Army knife, pulling out the ladle. It was the toilet. It ring is like cleaner because it's one. I think everybody's had that moment in their lives. Like it's one. Were you at someone's house? Yeah, because because I remember you. Before you started the talk show, I was like, you know, there's going to be times where you're called upon to tell very personal stories. And like, I just wanted to give you a heads up of what it is like. And you were like, well, I'm very private. I'm very private. I'm very private. And truly, like, within six months, you were like, and then did I ever tell you the time <laughs> I went to the bathroom? And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's because you... You're like, every day you need 20 minutes of something, right? At some point, the walls just come down, and you're like, I'm going to tell you everything about me. <laughs> I'm not holding anything back. Do you know, there's something, though, Kelly, for those who don't watch or do watch, there is something very comfortable about that set, those stools, that one camera in front of us that makes you feel, honestly, like, you're home. like there's no one watching. Like, you'll say something, you'll tell a story, and then we'll forget. Yep. But someone will remember, and then three days later, they'll remind you of it in the wild. Oh, yeah. And you think, gosh, why and how did I do that? I can't believe I said that on live TV. I can't believe I said that. I mean, that's been your life for how many, 20 what? 23 years. But I get it. I understand why. It makes sense. Well, I don't know. It's a blessing to be in. It's a blessing to be in people's homes every day. It's fun. You connect, right? Yeah, it is. It's fun. You know. You know how it is. Tell me about... uh, what is it, your 13th Seacrest studio? This is so exciting. Yes, we just, just opened it. Cohen it, right? Children's Medical Center yeah, Amazing. in uh, Queens. Amazing. 13 of wow. these media centers, wow. which we've talked Amazing. about. Yeah, it's, it's a podcast studio. It's a sound stage. It's a, it's a set. It's, it's everything that um, patients can use, state-of-the-art equipment where they can come in and create their own content. Yeah. I was telling you that the, the kids over the year, created over 530 unique shows mm. for other patients. So they're forgetting about their treatments, they're laughing and they're smiling, and different artists, famous singers come by and perform with them. So this has been my sister Meredith, my mom, my dad, as you know, we all work together on this, and this has been so cool to see it work, right? We started with Atlanta Studio, but to see the patients and the doctors say that it helps with the healing has been great. So. So we're doing 14, Kelly, in Salt Lake City. Oh, amazing. That's great. Yeah. Um, Did you read the book Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow? No. Uh, I'm going to send it to you because I think it'll, it it starts out in a children's wing of a hospital and 
and what happens to these kids when they grow up. And it's it's sort of like a, before there was a Seacrest studio, um, <laughs> these kids yeah. would go to the video game room. But it's what happens to these kids as when they go through all of their lives. When they grow yes. up. And it's very interesting. And I, I would love that. I think it'll speak to you. Now that you have your niece, who's almost five mm-hmm. years old, um, mm-hmm. Flora, when, mm-hmm. when you visit the hospitals now, I'm certain that it hits differently. It does. Yeah. It Is does. there I a mean, memory I, that stands I, out? I, I, I am emotional anyway, right? Like when you talk, would you say anything to me? Or well, I can see it right now. Look at me and say like something heartfelt. Right, now. <laughs> right. Like I am an emotional person. It's very difficult for me to also to give heartfelt talks or speeches because I, I sort of can get that way. But um, there, there, there are two stories. You know, one was there's a there's a little boy. He's like eight or nine years old that had to get up and go to get treatment on a regular basis at um, one of the pediatric hospitals. And he would fight with his mom, didn't want to go. It was the worst thing, right? He didn't want to go for his treatment, but he had to do it. And he had to keep doing it. And he knew what he was in for when he went. We put one of the studios into that hospital and he was introduced to it. And he got in there and he met some famous people that came by and he started to learn an instrument in the studio. He met friends there. He connected with people. They would set times to meet when he would come in before or after his treatment. And as time went on, he started asking his parents, when do I get my next treatment? Mm-hmm. I can't wait to go see my friends. Mm-hmm. And it changed their, their, the whole experience for not only him, but the parents as well. Of course. Because it, it's hard on everyone. And because the he parents, actually enjoyed the parents would, being there. The parents would gladly trade places with their kid if they could. But they if can't. They could. Yeah. So it's the yeah. double torture you know, it's yeah. that watching your child be tortured, knowing that you would give anything to take their place. Well, and so think about that, what's happening in those mm-hmm. rooms, in those treatment rooms, hard stuff. And in the same moment, later that day, to go down the studio and laugh. Yeah. Right? To laugh and have fun. Just to and, change the whole... And, and perce- forget about the, it. Change the whole perception of treatment mm-hmm. and how scary it is and isolating it is to exactly. a social... You know, like it's made so tolerable because you know you're going to have this great time, this great experience, this social companionship with your peers and friends and people that are interesting. Like it just really changes. It makes a dire situation so much more manageable for the whole family. It changes the experience. Exactly. It's a very big deal. So So, you know, do you ever contemplate, Ryan, we're going to go to, we're going to take it full circle. Do you ever contemplate? retiring i'm roman mars host of 99 invisible i'm excited to be teaming up with lexus gx and sirius xm on some very special 99pi episodes we're heading to some of the cities in the u.s that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function to learn more about the lexus gx and sirius xm and lexus vehicles visit lexus.com gx and SiriusXM.com slash lexus trial the all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Do you ever contemplate retiring? Because I contemplate it constantly. I, I Actually, when I... I know you do. And where are you on that? How, how's that going? I'm so close. It seems like... <laughs> are you? Because it seems like you keep adding things, you adding... Know, 
responsibilities. I, I like add you, things. I add things because you know, obviously, retiring. What does that mean, right? So yeah. I'm adding a layer of responsibility that so that if I shed one job, I still have something that makes me feel like framework. I'm rooted in a professional space. I, I think we both need that. Because I know me. Right? I can go from Kelly with the production company and the jobs to Kelly on the show alone where I'm forging in the forest, whittling wood and building my own cabin. Like that can I can go from here to there very quickly. So I have to I, keep my uh, foot in something. I agree with that, and I feel the same way. I think to myself, oh, my gosh, yes, I could stop and do nothing, go play with the olives, and be happy every single day without any sort of duty responsibility in media. Right. I mean, I actually think that would be fine. But I do like, and we do love what we do. Uh -huh. the, the thing that I, I think it's less about retirement, and it's more about controlling our schedule so that we yes. have the ability to do the things that we want to do in life and some flexibility. Correct. You know? That's that's really it's and a time I, management portion. It it's is time management. The time management is everything. Um mm -hmm. because uh they're not making more time. Mm -hmm. They're not making it's true. And we really like I feel like we toil both of us, I, I can I'll put us both together in this. We toiled away like the young, fun years, like we were really toiling away. I mean, you were working, I was working, I was raising my kids and really mm -hmm. keeping our noses to the grindstone when like a lot of our friends were having fun and like right. doing fun things it and was... going away for the whole summer and we were toiling away. And mm -hmm. so- But I wouldn't have had it any other no, way. Like I really not, right? think that that's what we, that's who that's we are. That's who we right? are, yes. I've always also felt guilt. Yeah, of course. Not- not do not, not saying working. yes to everything, not doing yeah, everything, right. not working, uh -huh. not working on Saturday. I, there was a time I was working on the weekends always, right? Yeah. Because I could, and if I didn't, what would happen? Us too. We were trying to explain right. that to our kids that we used to work seven days a week, and they were right. not fathoming what we were talking about. And mm -hmm. I said we would mm -hmm. work during the week, and then we would go to these different signings that the show would send us to. You know, it's same as you. It's like. You worked mm -hmm. seven days a week. There wasn't really a weekend day. There was just the weekend job. And then, you know, we, again, we were doing things that we absolutely couldn't believe we were doing. Yeah, exactly. Right? We, we were, and still, right? Still. Like, and don't you feel, though, that any one of your job, like, when I look at you and I, I'm like, well, any one of his job would be anybody else's job, like their full-time job. Like, if they're hosting American Idol, I host American Idol. That's my job. Or mm, I mm. host, uh, I'm a radio DJ. That's my job. Or I host Wheel of Fortune. That's my job. Or I am an olive milker. Um, mm -hmm. That's my job. That's, I'm but, a farmer. So, so you right. have all of these jobs as your job. But at the same time, you're like, I got to figure out a way where I can, you know, maybe carve one thing out so I have more time to. Milk my olives. But I think these, I think, I feel like the combination of the ones that I have yeah, now allow for it. Yeah. They're manageable. Yeah. They're in a, in a way that allows you to have, you know, some time to do some of the other fun stuff, yeah. right? Okay. Before we let you go. Our listeners have questions. Oh my gosh. Our listeners have questions. Yes. So we have, this is called the Ask Kelly segment of the show. I can tell Ryan's uh -huh. very familiar with this podcast because he's like, he's <laughs> yeah. looking at me like, Jesus but Christ, think, you said it would be 20 minutes. <laughs> 
I think I think these are are these Jan's questions? No, or these, are these are questions Got, from okay. viewers. So right. Stop. Stop. We ask listeners. we ask our listen, viewers. We ask our listeners to uh, to send us questions, and we ask specifically for questions for you. So will you stick around Let's for go. this? Okay. Yeah, are you taking a break or we're doing now? Play the jingle. It's time for Ask Kelly. Oh. I like the production. <laughs> High production value. High production value. So, Jan, you go first. <laughs> okay. From Rocco Rena 1. Ryan, I will be 50 this December, and you'll be 50 next December. What is one thing you're looking forward to in your 50s, and what's one thing you won't care about anymore? We're looking forward to, I guess, just being there, because all of the talk around becoming 50 is about becoming 50. What are you going to do for your 50? What's it going to be like when you're 50? How are you going to look at life differently when you're 50? All that stuff. So... All that chatter will be done. And I think I'll probably be a little bit more relaxed. I mean, Kelly, I watched you go through it and you said it's like the greatest, the greatest. right? I think life things just at, feel different. Yeah. Life begins at yes, 50. Yes, it does. So I think life, I, I, feel, I feel the same way. Rocco, thank you. Albert wants to know, will you be hosting a 50th birthday party ho- <laughs> with Colin Cowley? <laughs> I don't know what I should do. Okay. I, I, I think something small, but it will definitely, Alfred, Alfred, <laughs> Albert, <laughs> Albert. Albert, it'll definitely be food Will centric. Sardines be involved. A hundred percent Portuguese sardines. Come on, what's the matter with you? Yes. How dare you offend him? That How way? dare you even think there's no tin fish at this event? Tin fish. <laughs> Last question. from Joe Dunbar. What are some Joe Dunbar? What are some of the biggest lessons you learned from your time hosting live? Oh my god. I think some of the biggest lessons I learned from my time hosting live. I really think like I developed a little bit more of a sense of humor for things, right? Like you I have to, I th- you know, the, you, you kind of have to, yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think you have to look at after doing that show for a few months and, and a year and going into more time there, you just learn to laugh at things a little bit more things that might've like broken you in the past. You just really <laughs> look them in the eye and laugh. It's the only, it's the only thing you can do. And I don't know that I would have done, honestly, Cal, I don't know that I would have done that with certain things in life had I not lived it there. Yeah, exactly. But it's, don't you feel the it same? It is as advertised. No, like, but it's like, I remember little things that I would go, Cal, doesn't like, shouldn't that be that way? And you just laugh. Yeah, I was like, right. <laughs> you would just laugh. I was like, oh, like, you want a clock that works? Good <laughs> luck. Yeah, you want to fix the system here? Okay. Ha ha ha. And then come year two, I would just laugh at the fact that the that that, that Gelman stood in front of the clock. I imagine my surprise. I got it. I got it. We got a uh, clock, and then he stood in front of it. Imagine my every surprise, day. Ryan, when I learned that there was a clock behind Gelman. <laughs> I mean, who knew? I was so excited about that clock. Yeah. Well, oh. he still stands in front of it. Unfortunately, <laughs> Although, Mark and I don't ever refer to it at all. We don't care about time keys. You don't care about time keys. No. I know. I can, but that's great. So I think that sense of humor, I definitely developed more being there. I've got to tell you that it's just been, a, it was a joy, a joy to have you there every day. Nobody made us laugh more. Honestly, like just watching you sort of discover yourself on TV because you're so used to featuring other people. We really enjoyed Mm -hmm. featuring Mm -hmm. you and it was a great privilege. We had so much fun with you. And guess what? We just had as much fun with you on this podcast as we've ever had with anyone. Thank you. Thank you for taking time for us. I know you're starting your radio show in like eight seconds. I'm I'm, going to say to Tanya Rad all the things you just told me. So that'll be part of our (laughs) show today. Okay, good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you for the content. Um, Um, You know how much I I really 
respect, love, and appreciate who you are for me. Wow. You know, and who you've been and who you are and who you continue to be. It's, now I'm going to literally no, tear up saying No, it's very mutual. That. Stop crying. <laughs> I know. Um, I love you. I admire you. I respect you. I can't wait to watch you learn how to spell when you take over Wheel of Fortune <laughs> as yeah. the host Woo-hoo! and ringleader of that show. And I look forward to this season of American Idol. And of course, I will continue to listen to you on On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Thank you. Thank you, Albert. Thank you, Jen. Thank love you, Kelly Ripa. Bye. 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 See you soon. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you. This is a fun gig, right? You should do this forever. It's so easy. <laughs> this so is all you want to do. Oh my God, it's so easy. All right. Bye. Love you. Love Bye. You too, honey. Bye. Bye. That was fun. That was fun. That was great. That was the um, the legend himself, Ryan Seacrest. Oh. Yep. My gosh. I hope you're satisfied with this show. And if you aren't, there's really nothing we can do about it now. <laughs> but there's always next week. So I can't wait to talk off camera with you next week again. Bye. <laughs> Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa is a co-production of Melojo Productions and PRX Productions with help from Goat Rodeo. Our theme song is Follow Me from APM Music. From Melojo, our team is Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Albert Bianchini, Jan Chalet, Devin Schneider, Michael Halpern, Jacob Small, Roz Therian, Seth Gronquist, and Julia Desch. From PRX Productions, our team is Kara Schillen, Genevieve Sponsler, Megan Nidolsky, Max Johnston, Edwin Ochoa. Additional sound design by Terrence Bernardo. The executive producer of PRX Productions is Jocelyn Gonzalez. This show is powered by Stitcher. From PRX. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And they make the process easy. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even quicker. And if you need another reason to use LinkedIn, here's a great one. We scored our very own Roz from using LinkedIn. And let me tell you firsthand, you would not be hearing this podcast without the genius talents of Roz. Yes, she's a LinkedIn hire and I couldn't be happier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash off camera. That's linkedin.com slash off camera to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.